0: over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner 14 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network rosie protecting you informing you and educating you it's Rosie on the house
1: welcome back and thank you for tuning in you're at my house it's Rosie on the house every Arizona homeowners happy place we're here to inform you, protect you, and entertain you on each and everything having to do with the maintenance, repair, or remodeling of your house, home, castle, or cabin. And you're welcome to join the conversation with any question you might have. The number is one 767 4348 Allow us the privilege of putting our 48 years of experience building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you for free, whether you're a newcomer to Arizona or you've been here all your life or your grandpa homesteaded the place, it doesn't matter. No matter where you are or what you want to do, chances are we've been there and probably tried it a time or two, put our experience to work for you. And if we haven't, we know somebody we can put you in touch with. We've been here that long. We know people in every neighborhood that can help you out. Give us a call. It's toll-free, 1-888-767-4348. Now, before we get started, I'm going to ask all of my loyal listeners to do me a favor. I want you to find the Arizona Republic newspaper from Wednesday, August 2nd. And there's a big headline there, Phoenix Post hottest month ever for a U.S. city. It goes through about nine bullet points here about how hot it was in July. I want you all to get a copy of this and mail it to any relative that's thinking about moving here. (laughs) Uh, We're here with Craig O'Grady from Desert Sun Pools, and one of the best places to spend a month like that is where?
2: In your swimming pool. In your backyard (laughs) swimming pool.
1: But you know what? If it weren't for headlines like that, Craig, uh, Arizona would have 20 million people. I tell you. This is the only thing that limits our growth. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah, everybody uh, needs a pool right now.
1: Oh, my goodness. If you, this hour, we're going to cover uh, all the things you need to consider in uh, building a pool, maintaining a pool, having a pool, enjoying a pool. And we are here with Rosie Certified. There's some pools with Mr. Craig O'Grady. he been a member at Rosie on the House. I don't know. That's that's going on yeah. close to 20 years. Isn't yeah. It? It's yeah. been a while.
2: It's It was early 2000 when we, when we got accepted. Yeah. It was. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. We've got in the article in the newsletter today just about the details of of covering swimming pools and b- before you call a pool contractor, uh, what do you like your homeowners to be have have thought about before they ever even get you to the house to daydream?
2: Well, the the biggest thing is the want for a pool is there obviously because they they're, they're thinking about buying a pool, but they got to think about how they're going to use the pool. You know, do I have kids that are going to be in there, at pool parties? You know, how do I want to use the pool? And that's one of the biggest things they need to know before you consult a designer because different pools take up different spaces. And, you know, do I want it right in the front of the house? Do I want it, you know, away from the house so I can build entertainment areas besides just the pool? Because your backyard's more than just a swimming pool. You know, you might have a barbecue fire pit and all the other things, and you need to make room for that. So you need to plan ahead, and that's something to think about.
1: I think about the the we've been in the same house now close to forty years. And the swimming pool uh, was your nineteen sixties vintage kidney shape. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 1000000 yep. You've seen a million, seen a million yep. of diving board. Yeah. Uh, so we raised our kids in it. Yeah. We've been raising our grandkids in it, and now I'm about the only people that get in that pool right now. Or my dogs. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> or if you're doing some yard work someplace yeah, cool yeah, off Yeah, <laughs> right right, right
1: so the 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 purpose of the pool we've seen it evolve just in the time we've been at the at the house.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, pools used to be cookie cutters, the same thing on almost everybody's yard. They either want a rectangular pool or a kidney shaped <laughs> pool, and there are most of them are all divers, but you know, people come to figure out a diving pool is fun and all, but it's not as useful as a play pool. A shallow pool. Yeah. You know, you you want to be able to float around in the pool, relax, and the lifestyle's changed. You know, you want some place to sit. You want some place to enjoy the water, some place to cool off, some place to entertain, talk to people. And, um, you know, that's changed the design of swimming pools. they come a long ways. You know, we put a lot of benches and seats and things like that in swimming pools now where it used to be – a diving board, one one bench to get out. Three steps in. Three steps in, and that was it. Yeah, and
1: yeah. there was really no place just to recline with with yeah. your spouse, your family, right. your kids. I mean, you could sit in, in, in I don't know, what, 80-degree water, 70-degree water and be 120 outside. Yeah. You'd have a place to kind of visit right there.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing about Arizona. You know— water's getting warm right now most people's pools are close to 90 degrees or a little higher that's about perfect for yeah me, <laughs> me too <laughs> you know what i don't get and we were talking about this how can you
0: be in 90 degree air and be sweating but if the water is not <laughs> up to 90 you get in and you're like Good cold this, uh, this is <laughs> I, this isn't quite
2: comfortable <laughs> well you get in and, and you're nice and warm and everything but when you get out it's cold because you know no humidity in there you you're an evaporative cooler yeah yeah it, it cools you off really quick when you get out of 90 degree water
1: now we've seen a lot of evolution of swimming pool technology since mm-hmm. that since that pool was put in in the 60s that's for sure uh we were we were always the old uh sand filter
2: yep sand it, or de a lot of de filters back in the day oh were there back yeah. in that
1: day Yeah. well ours was an old sand we upgraded to a DE. you know years later but uh what, what are y'all currently doing with filtration right now?
2: Filtration um, hasn't evolved a lot. Okay. It's gotten bigger as far as square footage area. Um, cartridge filters are, are modular media, is what the technical term is, are the main filter installed now. Okay. You're not backwashing water, so you're not losing any water by the backwash process. Okay. They filter a finer particle than a sand filter, so they're more efficient. And they're bigger, you know, 520 square feet. You know, a, a typical big sand filter, the, the surface area is your filtration area. A big one's 4.9 square feet. You put a 520 square foot filter on, wow. your, on your pool just and you don't have to uh, maintain it as often. So it holds more debris. So your time between cleanings is longer um, back in the day, we used to have these things, we, the nickname them Silver Bullets. They were just a stainless steel cartridge, 75 to 100 square foot filter. Well, you were cleaning that thing every three weeks. Oh. You know, in monsoon season, every oh, time the wind man. blows. So now we have 520 square feet that you can get, you know, clean it once a quarter if you're in an area that's really, really dirty, but, you know, two or three times a year is usually plenty.
1: And so the filter. The cartridge filter, is that is that a disassemble and do-it-yourself homeowner project or is yes. that a, ta- a pool tech?
2: I would highly recommend you hire someone to clean it first to okay. show okay. you Okay. Um, because you just don't clean. You just don't take the garden hose and clean the filters. And, and they turn white pretty quickly, but they're not clean yet. So you got to clean the pleats all the way in. And then when you're done cleaning them, you need to... Dunk them or rinse them in TSP, trisodium phosphate. Okay. And that takes the body oils, the suntan lotions, and all that stuff that you can't see that's still on the filter. So if you don't do that, the filter's going to get dirty faster because all that oil and stuff that's on the element will stop and, and plug up the filter. So after you clean it, rinse it with TSP, rinse the TSP off, and put your filter back together.
1: And you're talking about body oils and sun cream and things like that. I think it was you that told me that one dog in the pool is worth eight people. Uh,
2: uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, did that statistic come from you?
2: No, the stat didn't. But it's I don't I don't doubt that for a second.
1: You know,
2: most water dogs are oily skin. Yeah. You know, oily hair. Yeah. Okay. So
1: once I've thought through how I want to use the pool and I've pictured my next pool, I really have. But once I've once I've pictured that next pool, I bring you out there. What are the things you're going to be looking at? I liked your idea of hey, let's master plan this. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, right. let's just not dig a hole right here without thinking through everything.
2: Yeah, and, and that's what I, I come out my first consultation is a conversation. You know, we, we talk about how I'm going to how the customer's going to use the yard. You know, the pool should be the first thing built, typically, <laughs> just just because of space. Um, the space that it takes up, but well, and equipment access as well. Oh. You know, hey, who wants location. to have a nice
0: landscape and then yep. let's add a pool now? Well, these all the heavy equipment coming in and all the yep. dirt that's got to get trucked <laughs> in and out of there, to tear up a yeah. I you know
2: the bigger piece of machinery I can get into the better, you know,
0: <laughs> the faster, the cheaper.
2: It, well, the faster the less expensive, and the less probability that we're going to have to bring in another piece of equipment to break up soil or caliche or rock or things like that. So the bigger piece of equipment I can get into, the better. But um, you know, you really need to think about the pool's going to go here. Okay, I want a ramada. I want you know maybe I'm going to build a RV garage or maybe I'm going to you know do these things down the road. That outdoor kitchen. Yeah. So ducebo, let's ramada, let's um pergola. Yeah. Let, let's do the infrastructure. That's that's correct. You know, more than likely I'm going to have to pull sub panel. So make sure I get. Plenty of power there for my future use, not just for the swimming pool. Well, and all those other add-ons you were
0: just talking about, the outdoor kitchen, the casita, the, you know, Mm -hmm. putting green, fill in the blank. You're going to use all of those more. Right. When there's a pool back there. Correct.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And another thing that that I didn't think about when I built my pool 20-some years ago, the spa. I love, you know, being able to go out, dunk in the spa, and, and just hang out. I put it on the wrong side of the pool. It's what? away. It's too far of a walk. Oh, you know, you know. I, the spa should be close to the master bedroom. If the master bedroom has doors to go out, that's that's where the spa should be.
1: Okay, all right, <laughs> all right. And those are all tips that you need the experienced eye and builder to get to. People always want to put their outdoor kitchens far off into the back they, they never get used
2: yeah why would you do that yeah you got to go by the kitchen where's the kitchen at your yeah. main kitchen now i'm gonna go out this door i'm gonna be able to have the barbecue right there you want a
1: sitting area back yep. there where you can cart the food and deliver it and dine that's fine but put the working space in up close to the house because that's where you're going to use it yep. what are the different options well you know what we're gonna have to take a short break here craig but when we get back i want to go into some of the new technology because uh uh, uh I, not only in the filter that we've already talked about but in some of the surfaces. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. we've seen come through in the last 15 years has really made yeah. a dramatic impact on not only the aesthetics of what a pool could look like but uh, the maintenance as well. Maintenance, yeah. We'll be back in just a minute with Craig O'Grady from Desert Sun Pools, Rosie certified pool builder from Maricopa County. With the right swimming pool, you could be sitting in the pool right now enjoying your cup of coffee or your glass of iced sun tea and listening to Rosie on the house. Uh, My next pool is actually going to have about a knee-deep Baja bench with some type of recliner seat that will be just above the waterline underneath an umbrella.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Everybody, we call those Baja benches, and every Baja bench should have – you know, an umbrella sleeve and a couple recliners on it. Okay. That's for sure.
1: All right. So that is a doable thing.
2: Oh, yeah. It's very popular right now.
1: I would move my morning coffee, uh, prayer, newspaper reading session right right into, <laughs> right into that lounge chair.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, they make waterproof phones now, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the new technology we've seen in swimming pools. But before we do, uh, I've got to ask you a personal question. Um, I didn't talk to a swimming pool contractor for a year and a half that wasn't just crying alligator tears about supply chain problems.
2: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You guys
1: got hit hard.
2: Yeah, we did. We got, you know, the shipping, we have a lot of tile coming in from other countries, a lot of travertine coming in from other countries. Um, And the ships are sitting out in the bay making circles. Yeah. You know, and then when they get to – to the dock to unload, they couldn't get a truck driver to drive them to the warehouse. You know, it Man. got to be a, a a big problem.
1: Well, it became a problem in a lot of industries, but I have to say, I I, I wasn't aware of a specific trade that was impacted as hard as you guys between that and yeah. the concrete concrete the was gun a height. big
2: issue. Yeah, I mean, you
1: guys were hit with every shortage on the planet.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because. I'm not so sure it was a shortage, but more of a delivery problem. You know, getting it, getting the product to us. You know, that was. You know, we had product; it just wasn't here, and we couldn't get it here.
1: Oh man! Yeah. Well, how are we today?
2: Today's good. It is. Yep. It, it, um, they've worked their way through all. They this. They worked their way through it. The, the the warehouses learned a little bit. They stocked up. You know, we've got product now.
1: So. Okay. So what are we doing in engineering a swimming pool that we weren't doing just ten years ago? You were you were talking about a heavy debris. Yeah, basket. I'm, I don't have one of those. What yeah. is
2: that? Yeah, we we have uh, learned over the years, and we have a lot of debris in our swimming pools. I know we live in Arizona, but everybody landscapes their yards to be pretty, and we get a lot of heavy debris. Heavy debris isn't um, heavy; it's just a lot of it. And we need to be able to get the debris out of the pool as quickly as possible because pe- what people don't realize is leaves, greenery, fertilizers, you know, all the stuff that gets in your pool create more issues than you really know. Because the, the breakdown of leaves um, creates phosphates and phosphates are food for algae. So that's, a, that's, that's a, your enemy. That's your enemy. So you want to get that food out of there. So you want to keep your pool, you know, vegetation free as much as you can so heavy debris removal systems are basically a drain in the bottom of your pool that will take out large debris and large volumes of debris and then put that debris in its own container so it doesn't plug up the pump you know all these older systems and people are really really familiar with it to have older pools is your pump plugs up it gets that little basket you you have the
1: clear lens on top and you look in there
2: and, it's, and full. it's
1: full of old hander leaves. Yeah, and, yep. and red, that, that my, pump. My neighbor's silk oak
2: leaves. yep, it, oh, yep. It's not just your oh, your, your yard; man. it's the neighbor's yeah. yard. But that pump fills up, and that pump's supposed to be moving sixty gallons a minute. Well, with that trap full, it's moving twenty. A and third
1: of what it's designed
2: it, to push. Yeah. So and it's struggling. It, it's. You're stressing the motor. You're stressing the motor. You're stressing the plumbing. You're stressing everything out. The
1: chemical balance isn't it what it should yep, be. Yep,
2: yep. So we put all that debris in a in a large container right by the pump that keeps the pump free. Okay. So that's one one innovation.
1: Heavy heavy debris removal system. Yep. That's something new in the last.
2: Yeah, uh, I've been using them for. At least fifteen years. They have
1: been that long, yeah. boy. They, they got right by me. I was never aware of them, so I am yeah. glad we. I am glad we had Craig O'Grady, or we have Craig O'Grady from Desert Sun Pools in this morning to educate Rosie Romero about swimming pools. <laughs> and you can join the conversation if you've got a question about your pool, anything about your pool. This would be a great chance to get some free advice. One triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. We'll be back shortly after this, and I want you all to know we're going to be talking pools the whole rest of this hour. So we're going to I – want, I want to go to surfaces next because a lot of changes have been made about surfaces.
0: You can also text to 411 or email us at info at com. And as we wrap up this last 30 seconds before the news break, Craig, I want you to think about what your – most perfect pool you've ever built is as it relates to location, style, functionality, use. Okay. And and just paint that picture. Okay. When we come back.
1: the swimming pool. And in the swimming pool. Talking swimming pools this hour at Rosie on the House, which is appropriate in that Phoenix set a record for the hottest month ever recorded in a U.S. city. So where are you going to spend the hottest month? You're going to spend it in your backyard swimming pool. We're here with Craig O'Grady from Desert Sun Pools, uh, talking swimming pools. We've got callers lining up with swimming pool questions. If you've got a swimming pool question, you're welcome to join the conversation. We'll get to you as quick as we can, one 767 4348 Craig, if someone wanted, uh, what's, your, what's your backlog right now? If somebody uh, hears you and was interested in talking to you about a swimming pool, what, what's your availability to meet?
2: Uh, we're in pretty good shape right now. Uh, supply chain's good and everything's coming along real well. Um, you know, after we, we, fin- we can get started on a pool after we've gone through the process, you know, of deciding what you want um, in about two to three weeks.
1: Okay. And the number they would call to get an appointment?
2: Um, call 602-795-6224. Or you can email us at info at Deserts Pools. And the perfect pool you've built to date. <clears throat> Oh geez, um, the perfect pool—that's up for debate, I guess, just because uh, everybody uses their pools a little bit differently. But in my opinion, I want my backyard to be my oasis. So I want to—I'm put- a golfer. I want a putting green. Got to have a putting green. I want an outdoor kitchen. I love cooking. Um, I want a pergola so I can be out of the—you sh- know—out of the sun. And so I, I guess. Uh, the the perfect backyard is some place that you can take your friends out and not have to go back in the house.
0: The the one that gets used, the, the one that the gets perfect used. One is the one that yeah. gets used.
2: Yeah, yeah. You you want to be able to go out. You know, we have so much nice weather here. I know it's hot right now, but you know you can put a high pressure mist system on your pergola and lower the you know the temperature significantly and make it comfortable to be outside right now.
1: Oh, in, in June with five percent humidity, oh, yeah. Jennifer would come out and join me on the back patio. missed it. Yep. And she'd go back inside and get a sweater.
2: Right. I said, honey, it's, it's,
1: it's 100 <laughs> degrees out of here. But yeah. what that misting, is at 5% humidity, you're dropping the temperature 25 degrees. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, yeah.
1: Well, let me – go ahead. <clears throat> then I'm going oh, to bring Carl into the conversation. And
0: how often are you building a pool that has a heating system that extends it a couple months on each side?
2: You know, that that's something if, – uh, if you have a spa, you're going to have a heater. So you're good there. But I build a lot of pools that people do think about that. I mention it, it is it's a it's a budget issue, because uh, you gotta pull a gas line, you know, I put the heater in, yada yada yada. But um I get a lot of people calling me after I built their pool, hey, let's get a heater now. I <laughs> I had a friend in Wickenburg that put in a heated
0: pool. Yeah. And where he lived, you know, you're talking about a gas line. Well, we had to get you know, a, a gas tank. There wasn't the, propane. the, the utilities to, mm-hmm. to pipe it in. And he got a 250-gallon one. Yeah. Within a week, he was ordering a 400-gallon one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's expensive to heat up the first time. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're going to burn about four gallons an hour on a 400,000 BTU heater. Yeah. Well
1: Craig, let's bring Carl into the conversation he's called in with a couple swimming pool specific questions Carl good morning thanks for calling. How can we help good morning yeah
2: well I've got the typical 20 probably twenty two thousand gallon pool the uh right now it's um the plaster is coming off it so i need I need a new surface um, and it has an in floor um uh, you know, the Mm pop-up, the old pop-ups, they're all, pop-ups are all gone. And, uh, so I'm trying to decide what is going to be the best surface. And is there actually a surface that you can put in that you can drain the pool and leave the pool without water? Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I can understand the reason he's asking that question. I, I can too. Um, but the water, the, the surfaces need to be hydrated all the, you know, Most of the time Um, you can drain a a plaster pool in in the winter time and and leave it empty for a few days. Um, But the problem is uh, not just plaster, but pebble tech, they're all really thin layers of cement. Basically Um, you know, the pebble tech has aggregate in it and the plaster is just sand cement and color. So if you have that thin surface that is exposed to the air for an extended period of time, it's going to crack. And, and then it's going to delaminate and you're going to have issues. So now you can't keep it drained. Um, so that's. Not- okay. And, and Carl had a second question.
0: I, Go
1: ahead.
2: Yeah. Now I have no problem leaving the, uh, you know, the, the pop ups in place, but it seems like most, uh, most of the time they want to remove them, just cover them all up, and then just put one return to the pool. Is that the best way to do it? Not in my opinion, no. Um, You need at least, if you're going to remove the pop-ups, you need three returns just for circulation reasons. Um, But we can retrofit your pop-ups to a new style system um, as long as you had enough pop-ups in the floor of the pool in the first place. So we can make that system new again and update it and, and make it work better. All right, Carl. Yeah,
0: they just—they don't seem to be popular anymore. The pop-ups.
2: Um, about ninety-nine percent of the pools I build have pop-ups. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're—they've okay. they, come a long ways um, with the heavy debris removal systems and the pop-ups. They—they they work really good now. It's got to beat. It's got to beat that hose being dragged around by that machine at the well,
1: bottom. We we have to take ours out every time. With kids come over,
2: yeah, and not just that. They don't clean the steps, the benches, and all with all the benches and things that we're putting in swimming pools right now. You want to keep the steps, benches, and your spa clean, and the only way to do that is with an in-floor cleaning system. Strategically
1: located yep. pop-ups that yep. can get in there and swish it out.
2: Yep, it push everything to that heavy debris removal system.
1: Okay, well, he brought up the question about surfaces. What? What are the we have actually done one? It was a long time ago, but we actually did a solid tile swimming
2: pool. Best surface you can get. Is it really? Yep. Yeah. Well, Why? It, it's still there. I mean, well, <laughs> it doesn't it, it doesn't react with the chemicals, so you don't have a, a a chemical. It's a lot easier to balance your chemicals for one. Ceramic tile lasts forever. You might have to regrout it in thirty years, um, but nothing sticks to it. Well yeah, I can't say that because I've seen it, but <laughs> if you take care of your pool in a in a in a, in a reasonably proper manner you, you, you nothing really sticks to it but um, well, yeah
1: we, we've ever only ever done one that way, but what are some of the other more common surfaces that you can you, you can pick from in your pool design
2: um pebble tech is I'm a pebble tech dealer, and I love pebble tech products okay, they are the leaders in the industry they keep everything up to date and they have a wide variety of products you have the old pebble tech right they still have that then you got pebble sheen which is a smaller stone smoother surface okay pebble fina, which is a plastered product and then you have additives that you can put into it to make it pretty abalone shell uh call it shimmering seas um glass beads you know and to make everything sparkle and pretty. So you can make it pretty, you can make it smooth.
1: Is there a maintenance routine different with Pebble Tech as opposed to plaster?
2: No. Um, for startup, yes. Okay. you know, But we do all of our own startups in-house, so you know, we take care of all the startups for you. But brushing the pool is super important. People don't realize how important it is. If your surface is 10 years old, you should still brush it. You know, you, stuff sticks to the walls. No matter if it's plaster or if it's pebble tech, you need to get it off. But the startup is the most important process. That's why we start up our own pools. Okay. Um, people don't realize that your tap water, I've seen it anywhere from 100 parts per million calcium to 220 parts yeah. per million calcium. Well, your cement surface needs calcium in the water so it doesn't draw the calcium out of the structure of the of the pool to satisfy the equilibrium in the in the in the pool. Okay. So if you're if your calcium content in your your hose comes out at hundred and fifty parts per million, I'm going to raise it up to two hundred and twenty parts per million. Okay. First day, immediately when the pool's full, or the best thing to do is add it during the filling process. So you keep all the calcium in the Pebble Tech or the plaster. Okay. So So this might be a good time to ask
0: we've got a number of text questions that have come in in this uh, a homeowner wants to know what your opinion is on the, you know, the, the salt
2: my fan. systems. Um, salt water uh, doesn't work as well in Arizona as it does in humid environments. We evaporate a lot of water. Our water gets hard fast. Um, with hard water, salt systems become more maintenance, so you have to keep them clean. They're they're self-cleaning, I know that and all that, but they're really not self-cleaning. You you still have to go out and maintain your your, your salt system. Um, You know what salt does to concrete? So if you put a travertine deck down or a flagstone deck down or, you know, even an acrylic deck. Acrylic decks are more impervious to water absorption, absorption, but you still get microcracks in the acrylic and that gets to the concrete. Well... When salt, on your entrance and exit from a swimming pool, you get a lot of water. Surfaces absorb that water, and when it evaporates, the salt expands. So that turns your deck to dust, and you you have issues. So if you're going to do a saltwater pool, make sure you seal the deck, keep it in good shape, and don't have any cracks in it, and if it's travertine or flagstone, you really have to keep it sealed.
1: They were quite the rage. I, oh, yeah. I, I want to say 20 years ago. I mean, it came on, and that was like yeah, everybody they, wanted one.
2: They came onto the scene. I put one in. Um, a lot of customers put them in. Um, but they started causing service issues for me. So,
0: Did you have another text question? We, we do if you want to keep going. Yeah, try it. All right. We have the next one is, is about acid washing. How often should I do it? And um, they asked how much it should cost for a 20-gallon pool. I don't – cost is so hard to jump into. How many curves, water drainage? Well,
2: people, right now I think the industry standard for an acid wash is around 500 bucks. Um You should acid wash it. I believe you should acid wash it every time you drain it. But don't just have anybody acid wash your pool. They – they can you, they can damage your pool by acid washing it. it it's not just pouring acid on the surface and, and getting it clean. That'll definitely clean it, but it'll erode a lot of the matrix. So if you have a pebble tech pool and you acid wash it too heavy, you're taking out too much matrix. So that pebble's not going to stay in the in the in the matrix, and it's going to you're going to lose, lose stones. Um, but yeah, you, you should you should gently clean your pool every time you drain it. And how often should you drain it? Well. Drain it when your total dissolved solids get above a certain number, your calcium content gets too high, your cyanuric acid gets too high. That, drain it when your water becomes hard to take care of, you know, and, and take a sample to the pool store and they'll give you advice on how to, you know, when you should drain it.
0: And somebody that's doing a superb job maintaining their pool of water and chemicals and all that, how many years should you be able to expect to maintain uh, Before period. you have
2: to drain? Mm-hmm. Uh, three to five years.
1: Yeah. A lot of that depends on how many grandchildren are peeing in the pool and how, <laughs> and how, how many dogs are swimming in the pool, yeah. right? No? Yeah. Yeah. Craig O'Grady from Desert Sun Pools. So, If people wanted to reach out to you and schedule an appointment to talk through this at their own house, how would they do that?
2: Uh, give me a call at 602-795-6224 or you can email us at info at
1: Talking swimming pools this hour at Rosie on the House with Greg O'Grady from Desert Sun Pools. I want to talk a little bit about home uh, and swimming pool automation. You know, my pool is 40 years old, and I think I have the most reliable automated system on the planet. And I don't know if you've heard of it, it's a Sensuous. Sensuous. Jennifer, sent you up. <laughs> <laughs> Would you please go brush the
2: pool? <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty common. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but automation has really come a long oh, way. Oh,
2: long ways. And
1: so It's and simplified it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's real easy now. Everything's an app on your phone. It, you know, you just open up the app and tell it what to do. You know, it, it, in the line of automation, it's ease of maintenance. Amen. Um, and you know the the thing about I just built you a beautiful pool. You don't want to go out there and have to take care of it all oh, the time. Man. That's just something you just don't want to have to do. Um, what what we do and we focus on is aftercare. So we design a pool. Um, I like to have everything in a package. I, I use Pantera pool equipment. They make variable speed pumps, filters, automation, in-floor cleaning systems, sanitation systems. All these things work together in a designed to work together. So I highly recommend you stay with a single manufacturer. My favorite manufacturer is Pentair. I've been with them for over 30 years.
1: Okay, all right. That's a a big testimony.
2: Yeah, and um, their service is impeccable. Um, You know, I have an issue to get it taken care of. You know, pools can't be down in Arizona. No, they cannot. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of times, you know, the thing that we really focus on is customer service. And if your pool's down, Pentair can't get out there. I can take care of it, and Pentair will take care of me. So, it's it's a win win. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's the advantage of using someone that's been in it locally for a long time that's yep. got the right vendor associations, relationships, yep. to to get the job done, yep. get taken care
2: of. Yeah. Back in the day, we you know we Desert Some Pools started cleaning pools in the '80s, and then we became warranty stations for all the pool manufacturers, and then so we'd go out. Before we started building pools, we'd go out and fix other people's pools that had manufacturer issues. And that um, – so that that got me in the door. I know a lot about the product. We're, we're experts on the product.
1: Yeah, so, it's a perfect example when Jennifer and I want to go shop new appliances. We call the appliance repair shops.
2: Yeah, it's the best thing to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, who knows better? Yeah, you know, right. Who wants to go out and fix your pool all the time? You want something that's reliable and, and – and, and, breakdowns happen they just do but you want it taken care of in, a, in right now you want to get it done you know
1: what impacted some of the equipment here i think uh, legislation here in about the last eight or nine years regulated that you cannot replace a pool pump
2: yeah your pool filtration pump has to be variable speed variable speed technology is wonderful it is i um when when variable speed technology came out in the early 2000s i put them all in my pool i saved i have four pumps so i and back then, I, I think um, I saved around 1250 bucks a year. Yeah. Uh, with the new With pump. the new technology. Yeah. And it's just improved since then. You know, now we put in, you have the option of putting in a freestanding variable speed pump that you can run from your phone without, you know, um, the, the typical automation. You know, it has a little antenna on it and you hook up to it, Bluetooth, and you can run your phone. Right. Run your pool from your phone now.
1: All right, and again, the phone right. number
2: and give it slow six zero two seven nine five six two two four. Call us anytime. If we're not available to take your call, we'll get back to you as soon as possible.
1: And you're you're broadcasting over a big piece of Arizona right now. Where do you service? What's your service area?
2: Um, we're located in Phoenix, but we serve the the Valley, okay. um, Greater Phoenix, Greater right? Phoenix Valley. Yeah, yeah.
0: One question real quick, uh, and then I've got a, a little topic to address real quick. We have a, dr- a pool that needs to be drained, but the homeowner's worried with temperatures over hundred and ten is now a good time to no. do it or is that
2: no now's not a good time to do it. Um, you know if, if your chemi- if you're if your pools in such bad shape that you have to drain it because you can't keep it up with chemicals, put a small pump in the bottom of the pool that a garden hose hooks onto. Drain, put it in the very bottom of the pool. Drain that water out. Add water to the top of the pool. So try to get some of that bad water out. That will help get you to the cooler season, and then you can just drain the whole pool and start over.
0: What would be the ideal temperature for for draining for a pool, draining
2: uh, under eighty degrees? Okay. Yeah.
0: Now we had talked off, off break a little bit just about the a lot of the pool water recycling that you see coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, is that would that be worth considering for the homeowner instead of ever having to worry about draining it?
2: Yeah, they do have RO systems now that can come to your house and and recycle the water. Um, it's not real popular. I ha- I don't know anything about it to tell you the truth, but I know it's out there. Yeah, yeah, but not. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it. It'd be interesting to see the. It's a
0: reverse osmosis, yeah. which means it uses water to clean water. So right. You know, they say it's recycling, but yeah. how much water are you using to recycle what you have in that? That's
2: the main question. That's all, You know, 20,000 gallons of water, RO, is a lot of
0: waste. So interesting. Well, we are certainly appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us and talking uh, pool and pool uh, maintenance and building. And, you know, a lot of people are like, okay, sh- we, should we be using water in the desert? Well... We had done the math on the small fraction of water that goes into pools versus everything else we use. And if you're using it to cool off, that's cheaper than it is to air condition your home. Right. <laughs> and the amount of water it takes to generate that electricity yep. to cool your home.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, watering your yards, a lot of water. A, a lot of, of water.